Hello, and welcome to the Movie Bong podcast. It's been a while since I've been able to say that, and I don't want to keep you too long in this intro. I want to get you to the main meat of the episode. Uh, but before then, we need to discuss shop. We need to do a little bit of admin. Uh, you may have noticed we haven't done an episode like one of these in quite a while. Um, that's because we're in lockdown now, and it's kind of tricky for me and Mike to get together in the same space. But we think we've worked out an alternative way to broadcast these podcasts. Um, essentially, you can watch these live now every Monday night from 8pm on my own personal Twitch channel. Uh, the channel name is Scarlet So Handsome. That's my drag name, uh, my name when I'm a drag queen. Uh, I do a lot of streams in drag, actually, uh, so if you ever want to watch Streets of Rage 2, played by a very angry drag queen, then I'd highly recommend my Twitch channel. Anyway, um, we are going to be recording these episodes live on that channel every Monday from 8pm. You can also catch this recording in podcast form. Uh, this will be released about like, like roughly a few days later, maybe a week later. Um, and that can be found on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, whichever way you're listening to this now on this device. Um, what's the difference between these two broadcasts, you may wonder? Well, obviously the first one's going to be live. Um, it's going to be a bit more interactive as well. So if you want to chat along or if you want to influence how our podcast takes shape, then I'd get over to Twitch every Monday from 8pm. Um, alternatively, if you just want to pop us in your ears while you're driving to work or whatever, um, then, you know, you can catch us uh, the following Monday on Podbean. So, you know, you know, you can, you can, we, we, you can catch us in, in, in more than one form now. That's kind of exciting, isn't it? Anyway, I think I've kept you more than enough. I'm going to put a description to the Twitch channel in the description of this episode, and I hope you enjoy... Uh, movie bong. We're chatting. We're chatting uh, dinosaur movies today. Now, you know, it's not. It's not. It's not my favourite of the genres, um, but I'm quite punish, uh, partial to a dinosaur film. Um, we watched Dinosaurus on Friday, didn't we? Well, we had a movie double bill uh, on Friday. We we watched the cinematic classic that is um, Theodore Rex starring Whoopi Goldberg. Um, and then we followed it up. We stayed on the stream and we watched um, a 1960 classic that I think is a classic from my youth called Dinosaurus. Yeah, and, and we and we do that pretty much every Friday as well. We watch movies on this channel every Friday. Um, we just sort of hang out, have a chat. Uh, they're mostly bad films. We we do have to stress they're normally bad films. However, Dinosaurus was a welcome surprise. It, it was a delightful film. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you, you can easily put it into the sort of the, the bad film category because of the shoddy old effects and, and, uh, and all that and the, and the square-jawed um, heroes. But, like, it was, it's a good film. There's some good filmmaking in there. Oh, totally, totally. Um, yeah, but it's a really great film. Reminded me a lot of... Um, 
I mean, we rewatched a lot of the Universal movies back a while ago. You know, um, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, and uh, this gave me a lot of um, Creature from the Black Lagoon vibes. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, similar looking hero, hairy chest, um, shirt buttoned down to just about there. Uh, <laughs> Sweaty, but not you know you know not weird sweaty like uh, manly musky. They were manly men. It's all about construction then in this film, isn't it? It's all about people who work in construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on and it's essentially more like a holiday uh, footage sometimes for the Virgin Islands. It's like it's like these <laughs> guys went on a jolly and then they had access to these islands and they had access to loads of JCBs and shit. So, uh, let's make a movie around that. That's a great concept. You know, they just find uh, two preserved dinosaur, um, well, they're not skeletons, they're just corpses preserved in, like, <laughs> yeah. really, really cold water at the bottom of the ocean. Because well, I commented on this, like, they're in, like, a fucking tropical island, and they're just like, oh, there's some, some dinosaurs frozen at the bottom of the sea. Like, how can they be frozen? We're in fucking oh, near Jamaica. <laughs> That was why they're so weirded out at the beginning because they're doing loads of controlled explosions in the water and then they go down deep and they realise that it's really, really icy cold when you go deep, deep down. Hmm. And um, it has preserved these, like a brontosaurus and a fucking T-Rex. Uh, and later on we, is revealed a, a caveman as well um, is on Earth. Yes. Even though, they, even though they didn't really inhabit the same life span ever <laughs> i mean <laughs> the, the cavemen and dinosaurs never coexisted and yeah like this guy finds him he's all covered in mud he looks like someone you've just found a glastonbury um and and it goes a bit california man if you've ever seen that film from the 90s yeah <laughs> about a caveman but in california man they do the 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 smart thing they get him enrolled in high school they take him <laughs> to parties um and yeah he helps them deal with a school bully. It, it, yeah, classic. <laughs> but that doesn't happen in this. He just sort of he does befriend a kid. Um, but yeah, he's just a bit he's a bit crazy, and he he didn't really belong in in this world. And and it's worth saying like that this film is all available on YouTube as well, yeah. like all for free on YouTube in good quality as well. Dinosaurs, particularly um, good quality. Yeah, got great. Well, I gotta say, great characters. The silly characters. All these big like straight white men who are blatantly gay. Um, there's a point where like a woman falls in love with one of them or, and it's like, did they even meet for any of the film? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, you're into that. And, and the effects, I think, because at this point, um, the kind of monster or dinosaur world <clears throat> was ruled by big dogs. Like people like Ray Harryhausen were doing incredible uh, stop motion effects work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like in dinosaurs. It just seems like they've tried to replicate that kind of stuff, and they've they've been inventive about it with a, a real lack of budget. And um, they're sort of like the it's barely stop motion in places. Often it looks like someone's just moving a toy, <laughs> and then there's like puppetry as well. Um, yeah, but they get struck by lightning and come alive basically. And yeah, totally. No, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We, leads us to Theodore Rex because I believe that a lot of the leftover like puppets and dinosaurs and stuff was then used for Theodore Rex. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely, it definitely, I mean, like 
like they don't look like they've got their own design. They look like they're very much the the, the dinosaurs from dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was another another film which I think also borrowed a lot of the effects and dinosaurs from that sitcom. Um, I think it's called many different titles. It's called like Dinosaurs with a question mark or Dinosaur Land or something. And the cover's got this like dinosaur teenager in, in like a, a baseball jacket. He looks just like the kid from Dinosaurs, but it's sort of like, I think it's a dinosaur going into human world. Or But there was a lot of that in the 90s, just like on this Theodore X. It's dinosaurs and humans mixing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let, let, let's finish off a, a, a quick roundup of our thoughts on Theodore Rex. I think the thing that most struck me about uh, this film was uh, how much Whoopi Goldberg didn't want to be there. She was clearly not happy about making the film at all. Um, and I mean, like she's an, a fantastic performer and is always normally so enigmatic and all of her lines just feel thrown away. She couldn't give a shit. And I've never seen that of her. It was really interesting to see. Well, yeah, apparently she, she tried to get out in the movie. There was a huge sort of court case counter-suing. Um, she really wanted to get out of the film, but she'd already signed several contracts, or she couldn't get out of it, basically. So she was forced to film it. And I, I believe throughout the film, she referred to the director as motherfucker, um, <laughs> rather than his name. I don't think they got on. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard this rumour as well. <laughs> so, like... But like before I go to the pitches, I won't even include this in a pitch. But I think uh, it would a, a great film could be made about the making of Theodore Rex. Um, yeah. Someone playing, someone playing Whoopi, someone playing the other actors, someone playing the director, the company. You know, be a good like TV docudrama or something. Well, we're big fans of like the the, the documentary about uh, the making of the uh, Island of Doctor Moreau. Uh, with uh, Richard Stanley. That's really interesting. I always forget what that's called, but pop it in Google. I'm sure it'll pop up. I think it's called Island of Lost Souls. It is. Yes, Island. you're totally right. It um, other ones to look for in that category of uh, doc uh, making of movies that go terribly wrong. Uh, Heart of Darkness for Apocalypse Now is really good. Uh, Man from La Mancha about um, Don Quixote. Um uh, from Terry Gilliam of uh, Monty Python fame is fantastic. And I mean, I could, there's quite a few of these, but um, there was another quite, uh, well, like the Yodorowsky one for the, for the movie that didn't even get made. The, the one about yeah. Dune. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like there's a lot of scope for something like that for this film, or you could do a, a full like actors doing it now. Like, or you could remake this film. Now, I think for 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 the sort of courtroom drama version of it, or a remake of Theodore Rex, I think Tiffany Haddish could do it. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm on board so with that. Might, that sounds good to me. She could either just be the character that Whoopi Goldberg plays in Theodore Rex, or she could play Whoopi Goldberg in a reimagining of the court case. <laughs> um, the scope, uh, Bradley Cooper. Maybe is the voice of uh, Theodore Rex. I think Theodore. that. I mean, I think that's a. I think that's a near perfect casting, and that's a, that's a very clever. I think he. I think he's exactly the actor that's going to play the voice of a dinosaur in this day and age. Yeah, him and he loves it. Managed, sparring off each other. I think he's a furry. You know, I. I, th I think Bradley Bradley Cooper's a furry. 
He no, he he, lo- he loves being Rocket way too much. Yeah, I think he's a fair, and I and I and I fully support that. I fully support him and his fursona. Fursona is that is that what? Yeah, mate. That's 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 it. <laughs> fursona. Wow. Um, um, so yeah, Theodore Rex remake it. There you go. <laughs> make it a success. Make it a success this time. Now thinking about it, I've, I, I mean, I don't know if chat can help me. Is there an offshoot of furries where there's like people that that dress up as dinosaurs? There's got to be. There has to be, and you see all those those dinosaur costumes and stuff. Is that is is that? A f- I'm I'm googling it. Dinosexes, dinosexes, sexosaurs. Living the raptor life, furry fandom. I think I might have found one. Oh no! Hey, don't be kink shaming on this stream, Mike. Okay, okay, all right. I just, I just, I don't know. My childhood. Yeah, Shannon like Burgess's that. alter ego is a velociraptor named Ralph. It's all, it's all here. It's all here. It's all, it, it, it's all, it's all here. Uh, living the raptor life. This is on um, a woman's thing you know, because I do think people always marginalise furries as a very um, male-dominated community. It's nice to hear from female voices within that community, and and it's it, it, it's interesting to to learn that they're pursuing life as a raptor. I fully support that. Yeah, fully support do. that. It's just I've, I've seen these things go wrong too much. I've watched too many Jurassic. Have Park. you? Re- have you? How many people who identify as a, a raptor do you know? Like how many? Oh, how many? No. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. You said you've seen it gone wrong. I was I was talking more like the Jurassic Park movies. Uh, of course, yeah. No, of course. Um, <laughs> there's there's the complex movies. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever's coming next, apparently there's going to be a new one and they're bringing back the full gang, Sam Neill, Laura Dern. Will uh, they, though, like, because don't you remember when the last Jurassic Park movie came out, there was this whole thing about, oh, they're, they're bringing Jeff Goldblum back and he was literally in it for a 30-second scene. Like, they had clearly shot it in, at like, 20 minutes. Like, he'd probably been on set fucking 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's um, fine. So, yeah, but... So don't you think that's going to happen again? We're like, we've brought the team back and it's just like them stood somewhere. I don't know. That's the difference. I have heard that Sam Neill and Laura Dern are having a very big role in it and teaming up with the guys, Chris Chris Pratt. I mean, it would make sense because, I mean, Laura Dern in particular is having a bit of a renaissance at the moment. But then again, I thought that with Jeff Goldblum and he was barely featured in the last one. I'm not letting it go, Mike. I'm really annoyed. We'll see. But um, I hope Jeff Goldblum's in this one and um, is, yeah, yeah, and is in more of it. I've been listening to a, a Jeff Goldblum record um, today, actually. Oh, yeah. While I was writing. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Goldblum doesn't just uh, hang around with dinosaurs. He's actually a pretty good jazz musician. <laughs> um, and he does actually a weird, like, little improv version of the Jurassic Park theme in this. Check it out. <laughs> he, what really he does a, he does a jazz version of Jurassic Park well it's just an improv he just goes into it while he's like I think he's messing like Sarah Silverman's on the album as well and they're like singing together um, and he's just like messing around 
goes into a bit of Jurassic Park, as you do. Yeah, so I mean, like, what is your feeling of, like, the latest iterations of the Jurassic Park films? I mean, I myself, thoroughly disappointed, but I'm not sure if you have a more uh, lenient view. Kind of agree, but um, I didn't think the last one, is it Fallen Kingdom or mm? something? Um, I didn't think it was that bad because it had... Hey. Only because it had a few moments that I enjoyed. There was a moment where there was like a huge um, dinosaur auction and like yeah. all, all these rich people like pid- bidding for dinosaurs and stuff. And I just thought that was just such a cool idea on its own. Um, yeah, I I find it really strange because it's kind of nondescript what they'd even use them for. Well, you just googled it, didn't you? Sex people. <laughs> they'll be buying. But, but these people. were fucking killing machines, like people like danger sex, Red. Yeah, but this is this is a different level of danger sex. I'm not I'm not willing to wade into the waters of fucking a dinosaur. <laughs> I can't condone it. Not online. And with consent, the dinosaurs... I don't condone it. Like, at the moment, there are a lot of conversations in the, in the wrestling and comedy communities about abuse. It'd be really sad to hear the same about the paleontology community. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to hear of a professor, you know, noncing a pterodactyl. I don't want to hear it. Well, actually, um, yeah. I, I've, worked, I've worked in museums for uh, many years. And sure. uh, not more. But uh, so I've, I've I've known paleontologists and worked with paleontologists. So so if, if you've worked in a museum, have you, have you have you met a dinosaur then? Oh yeah, we had uh, in Manchester Museum we had we had the T Rex called Stam, um, yeah, and there was uh, another fucking dinosaur like a Gorgosaurus and a plesiosaur. Oh, yeah. Actually, the plesiosaur is not a fucking skeleton. That's just some plastic bastard. It's just a uh, like a model but um dinosaurs it's, <laughs> everyone loves going to museums and checking out dinosaur skeletons right um which made me think actually uh what about like a horror version of night at the museum Ooh, okay sure yeah no i'm i'm on board with it. so like they come to life but they're they're bad motherfuckers yes uh and people die and uh yeah i like this idea because you know where you know where it could it could be this could be set this could be set in the museum where uh the statue of colston ends up yeah yeah yeah. and maybe he comes to life because he's a bastard i don't know if you've heard about him but he fucking proper chucked people off boats and let them drown and stuff Look, luckily, people toppled the statue and noted and highlighted his history to me. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do know who he is now, thanks to those people. But it's a good point. Like museums are full of bastards. It's full of statues of bastards. Oh, so if they came to there. life, like yeah, horror show. But I mean, also the people who work there are bastards. I've worked there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, none of them give a shit about history. But. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good idea. What about like uh, you know, a, forget the Ben Stiller romp, uh, like a full on horror version, same setup, security guard, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Discovers, but everyone's fucking him. But I mean, you wouldn't have to draw the line of dinosaurs. You, you'd have, you'd also have like, you know, whatever else was in the, the museum. Yeah, th- this would be a movie where dinosaurs feature, but are not like the main event. Yeah, you'd have killer knights, Vikings, 
um, you know, all that kind of shit. I, I could see that, actually. I could see Jason Blum doing something like this. Um, I thought you were about to say Jason Statham as, <laughs> as the lead. Uh, <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. I think it's about time he works with uh, Blumhouse. Totally serious about that. I would. <laughs> That'd be great. Imagine him like a serious, like little indie horror or something, and yeah. putting, putting in a really good performance. <laughs> um, one can but dream. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the um, the original Jurassic Parks? What What are you feeling on the the original? Uh, is there a trilogy, or was there four? Uh, hmm. There was a trilogy, right? Trilogy. I think it was a trilogy, but I shall check. It was a trilogy. Because the third one had Pete Bosselthwaite and like fucking the third people. one's not shit, from what I remember. Everyone says the second one's shit, but I probably prefer the second one to the third one because the second one's all Jeff Goldblum. So I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah, <laughs> see that film. And okay, everyone says it's shit, and a lot of it is. He's got a ballet playing. He's got a. He's got like a a, a ballet dancing daughter or stepdaughter or something that. I'm sure there's a bit where she ballet dances with some raptors. Or maybe I made that up. But um <laughs> uh but yeah, no, but like either sequels aren't as good as the original, obviously. I actually think the the, the most uh, recent Jurassic Park movie, I got a lot of shades of Jurassic Park the Lost World in that, you know, the second Jurassic Park that you were talking about there. I got a lot of um I don't know, there's something about particularly the second half of that film that gave me uh, Lost yeah. World things in the fact that they were taking dinosaurs to human locations, and I don't like that. I think Jurassic Park should stay on the island. I'm particular like that. Yeah, but um, I like the Lost World's dark. I mean, yeah, I get. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. Coronavirus. Sorry. That, no, I mean, that was a that was a dad sneeze. I am a dad. I know. It. It's just interesting. It's just interesting to see you transform into full dad. I'll just knock beer over as well. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. The third one of the Jurassic Park original trilogy, Sam Neill came back for that. I think Pete Possible wakes in. And yeah, I mean, there. like, so the third one in the original trilogy um, is got a little bit more action. It's a bit more sort of like a return to the pace of the original Jurassic Park. Um, but it's like a little bit more heavy on on the action and the thriller side of things rather than you know setting stuff up really well which is what the original jurassic park does like i was in primary school when the original jurassic park came out and um it was like massive massive deal i think i saw it about only three times in the cinema um i think my friend phil saw it like tells me sort of like nine or ten times kumi if you listen to this yeah it's you you went to see the yeah you went to see the original about ten times in the cinema as a kid, so I I kind of rebelled against Jurassic Park for a while because after seeing it and really enjoying it, then ev all people like talked it was just everywhere, and I decided to 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 not like it for a bit, and I decided to for about ten years to have quite a hatred for Sam Neill, <laughs> and um, I realise now that that hatred was completely unfounded, oh, and he's a brilliant actor, so um, good, and I'd like to take this opportunity. Uh, now on the internet to to, to apologise to um, to Sam Neill because um, I always just felt like say if you lived next door to Sam Neill and you kicked your football over the fence I just always think that if you went round he wouldn't give it your back and I always had that I, I, 
I just always had that impression of him. I don't know why. Um, I just, I mean, I never, I'd never lived next to Sam Neill, not Australian. <laughs> but, um, but I just got that vibe from him. It always put me off. But then I've, I've, I've really got into him recently. You've and really got also, into Sam Neill. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, because I discovered, I went on a YouTube, I went for a YouTube rabbit hole and I discovered um, the lasting incredible friendship that Sam Neill and the, act, the Australian actor Brian Brown have. Brian Brown yeah. is, um, I think he's a really good actor, very masculine Aussie actor, but he's in FX movies, um, The Cocktail with, uh, with Tom Cruise. Um, and <clears throat> him... If you go on YouTube, there's loads of interviews of just those two together, and they're absolutely brilliant. And um, they've sort of spent their lives working together, and they're just like, yeah, they're, they're, they're hilarious. But so, yeah, I apologize, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I find it quite interesting as well. Um, Laura Dern now, she, she's having a. Um, a bit of a renaissance she's doing really really well she's had some good roles recently and i mean you, you could argue she's probably in uh the best place in her career since the original jurassic park when i think you know big film she had a big role in it uh i think she was in the second did she come back for the second or was it the third, came back came... third. right sure I, I think her and sam came back for the third yeah and that's what they want to do for the new one of jurassic world um she's great i absolutely love her she is, yeah, she is great. Um, she did a lot of weird films as well, like in her early, early days. I mean, Wild the Heart by David Lynch is fucking weird. Well, you know, she, she's the daughter of Bruce Dern. You know, she was yeah. she was brought up in the industry, and she's oh, yeah. she clearly got like like she's a very clever, sensible lady. That's um, you know, I would not want to fuck with. Absolutely love her. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, so a lot of strange films. There's, yeah, just yeah, just ch like check out her early stuff, like well before Jurassic Park, like when she was younger. She did for a young actress. She did a lot of weird, strange movies. Um, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, any any other thoughts on the original uh, trilogy of Jurassic Park movies? <laughs> I don't think so. Obviously, um, incredible effects. Um, Someone was mentioning who mentioned that uh, they wanted Samuel Samuel Jackson to come back because although he dies, you don't actually see his, but you see his arm, but you don't see the rest of his body. Sure. So people were thinking, well, why not bring Samuel Jackson's character <laughs> back? Yeah. And uh, he can either be armless or um, do like a new weird plot where they like turn they, they grow like a small raptor from his arm and he's got like a dinosaur arm okay yeah yeah no i i i, I like these ideas i like these ideas holy shit motherfucker Samuel Jackson. i'm sick of these motherfucking dinosaurs <laughs> on my motherfucking arm hang on we just fought a new film dinosaurs on a plane <laughs> like samuel jackson i mean you wouldn't get much. many in there you'd maybe well, get some pterodactyl circling yeah, I mean, if we're talking, okay, so you've got pterodactyls on the outside of the plane, um, raptors on the inside. Imagine a fucking raptor running down an aisle of a plane. All right. That is terrifying. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that is quite, yeah, that'd be quite cool. Imagine a raptor's in a cockpit, killing the pilot, and the raptor fucking starts piloting the plane. 
uh, and then you've got a whole new franchise called Raptor Pilot. <laughs> what else is like a, a, a popular iteration of dinosaurs in film? I mean, we can't forget The Lamb Before Time, which I've done a little bit of research on. Don't watch them. They're not very good. Um, the first three to four are considered, you know, sort of like watchable. Um, they all have very, very similar sort of moral stories but they're not really like fully realized most of them are about race but they're also clearly not about race and it's sort of negligible what they actually teach kids in terms of life lessons is this the dinosaur uh, cartoon the, oh the, yeah. The, yeah yeah the yeah cartoon. yeah i mean they, they're incredibly sad incredibly sad yes um, there's a new tv show my my daughter watches the the new version the new like no show. way yeah her mum had to check like because her mum remembered being so emotionally shattered by the original film. Sure. So she was like, she was like yeah, it, it's almost as sad. It's not quite as sad, but it is quite sad. So, um, but no, my daughter loves it. Um, I think she has watched the original film, but it is, it, it is fucking, yeah, emotional. <laughs> really good. Um, cool. Well, I mean, any, any other dinosaur um, recommendations before we move on to our pitch section of the episode? Well, with the title, there was uh, obviously Land Before Time. You had um, the land that time forgot. Um, yes. There's a lot of, they were a lot of the special effects sort of movies of, of the square-jawed heroes going either back in time or, or like Journey to the Center of the Earth or something like that where they go yes. under the ground. Um, and the, <clears throat> excuse me, these films often featured, you know, sort of prehistoric creatures, dinosaurs, um, and they, you know, they'd be used as, as a pivot for story. They'd be used just... You know, you know, oh, oh, we've got a bit to fill there. Let's just have some sort of prehistoric monster in there. <laughs> You've got a five-minute fight scene, and uh, yeah, some of them are great. Doug Claus usually is an actor. He's usually in them. Anything with like Ray Harryhausen's special effects, um, dinosaurs. Um, what's the one with Raquel Welsh? Millions, millions BC. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it called anyway? Um, you know the one. It's the one that. Uh, in Shawshank, they have the poster of. Sure. I, uh, I think that's a, a really good point that you make, actually, because I think dinosaur movies bleed into uh, big monster movies. You know, yes. like, is Godzilla a dinosaur movie? Is, is like, Megalodon, Megashark, or whatever, are technically dinosaur movies? Yeah. Um, Crocodile uh, Dundee is a <laughs> dinosaur movie. Well, that is because it presents a lot of old racial stereotypes and, and, and old people. <laughs> Um, so you, you are right about Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> it's fucking full of dinosaurs. Um, there are alternate sort of takes on the Godzilla story that it was meant to be a T-Rex, but then it's sort of mutated. Um, oh, okay. Radiation. But um, there's a few different storylines that, that, you know, they retold the story of Godzilla quite a lot. Was it, what was, like, Megalodon came out the other year, didn't it? Right. Now that's like cuz a megalodon was a prehistoric shark. Yes, yes. Um yes. and I I th like the Meg. Because I remember we did for this podcast actually we did like a, a big monster movie episode you can go back and download it on our website. Um Wasn't that again wasn't that a giant animal episode rather than a monster episode? Well no because uh, oh it might have been. You because you might be right. Giant, we had a giant we had an angry animal episode where we reviewed yep. like um, 
Razorback. Animal Horror, I think it was. Animal Horror, yeah. We talked about Razorback and, 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 and you know, films like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether we talked about The Meg then or not, but we definitely talked about it. Sure, sure. Um, and it's shit, The Meg. It really is. Well, I remember liking it more than the other stuff that we watched around then. I remember oh. liking it more than Geostorm. No, no I'd, I'd, I'd take Gerard Butler fighting wind over... <laughs> Um, over fucking that shit that is the Meg because like the Meg it's a it's a film about a Meg no, a massive shark and they managed to make it just boring as hell. <laughs> How? How can you make a film about a huge prehistoric shark? Boring. Yeah, fair enough. We'll go over to the, the, the pitch section of the show now. If you're new to Movie Bong, uh, this is what the podcast slash stream is all about. Every week we uh, we pitch uh, movie ideas to each other, movies that haven't been made yet around a specific theme. This week is dinosaurs. We're talking about dinosaur movies. I believe it. Who's going? I think it's yours to go first. I think. I think it might be. <laughs> Okay, so I've got one big idea, um, but I've also, as I was saying to you, like I grew up in um, family, three boys, two brothers, uh, I'm the youngest, um, middle child, particularly into dinosaurs. We were all quite into dinosaurs. He was more dinosaurs ninjas. I was always more cops, not not classing cops as like a prehistoric, <laughs> just like things we're into. <laughs> Um, like movies and stuff, you know, cops and cowboys are a bit more my thing. But um, so, so, so there were a lot, but there were a lot of great um, cartoons and comics, computer games, and um, particularly in the nineties, um, that you know rode the whole dinosaur wave and trend. Um, even before Jurassic Park came along, I mean, Jurassic Park, I guess, really bumped it up and helped. Um, but there was always, you know, there were. Dinosaurs have always been um, a big thing for kids. Hmm. There was a cartoon called Dino Riders. <laughs> so, and I had all the figures. I believe it was Marvel Action Universe programming. So Marvel had something to do with it, but I think not in a comic form, like a cartoon. Um, but it was about all these weird fucking uh, people from the future, and they go back, prehistoric dinosaurs, and they, they, they just kind of like plate up the dinosaurs with all this fucking huge silver armor and futuristic shit um, and just ride them everywhere. Um, <laughs> and there's like factions. There's It's like the series focus on a battle between the heroic Valorians and the evil Rulon Alliance on a prehistoric earth. And then it's just like Valorians are a superhuman race. And then they're like, you know, oh no, yeah, they're fucking like ant people and, and like animal people. And then you've got the humans that ride dinosaurs. So I think a movie version of that would be good. Yeah. No, I, I could totally see that. I think that'd be really fun. I mean, you're looking, obviously, you're going to be looking at big blockbuster stuff like, I don't know, Michael Bay rolled and everything. You're looking at a big, a big blockbuster special effects movie. Yeah. Um, you know, stick Channing Tatum in it. Jobs are good in uh, also, <laughs> as a dinosaur. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a T Rex. Uh, <laughs> um, now this leads into my uh, big idea. Oh no, actually, first there was a Marvel character called Stegron. 
which my brother, oh, yeah. uh, before I go into anything else, um, I've got him on Wikipedia here. Um, Stegron, the dinosaur man, he was like a superhero. Um, that was another idea. Completely he's, he's a superhero and a dinosaur. Yeah, he's like a big stegosaurus superhero. I don't know if you can um, Wikipedia or get the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's now. the in- intersectionality I'm looking for on this stream. Just put Stegron, S-T-E-G-R-O-N. Um, and he's like a Marvel character, Stegsaur the Dinosaur Man. Um, Stegron. Oh, he Steg- looks hench. Yeah, he's well hench. Vincent Stegron was hired hired by S.H.I.E.L.D. to work with Dr. Kurt Connors to study DNA of dinosaurs. It's just his last name. He's just he's just Vinny yeah. Stegron. So he just happened to have a dinosaur-y name. Um, <laughs> inspired by the experiment that turned... Ah, so it's to do with the Hulk's villain, the lizard. He was the guy that... Right. Kurt Connors was the lizard who was one of the Hulk's main Wait, villains. Wait, uh, Sp- Spider-Man's villains as well. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Hulk, Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So... Cool. That would be interesting, right? I don't know who you get to play Stegron. Maybe yeah, who could, I mean, if he hadn't already done Venom, I think Tom Hardy could be a good Stegron. Stegron, Stegron! Stegron. Um, I mean... Looking at pictures of him. Now. You know, looking at pictures of him, fucking Mickey Rourke. <laughs> What, Mickey Rourke now? Yeah. He doesn't look well built, Stegron. He's got a right tum-tum. He'd had a big Christmas. He'd had a... (laughs) He's a bit... I don't know. I feel like he's... uh, He's inconvenienced by his own physique. And that's Mickey Rourke, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's quite unfair to, to, to weight shame... Um, Stegron in such a way but You are right You are right It is not within keeping of the ethos of this stream <laughs> um, Stegron could be watching um, <laughs> uh, If you are Stegron We apologise We're sorry uh, Stegron I, I've realised I've done a few apologies This, <laughs> this one Sam Neill, Stegron I quite like the look of Stegron Because I've seen a picture on Google Of him holding a gun and I, I don't think there's anything scarier than an image of a of a dinosaur holding a gun. That that yeah. that strikes fear into me. Yeah. And what what next? Are they going to be able to, you know, get on stream or get on like Twitch and start streaming? Like, no, ma'am. But Damn. I mean, they could they could easily put him into the Marvel universe. I mean, yeah. Yep. I mean, Lister is more a Spider Man villain than the Hulk, but he is he's he's a Marvel villain. They could have him in it. They could have Spider Man in it. Well, I'd like uh, Marvel to go for these more like uh, unconventional characters. Like we spoke a lot about, um, I don't think he's Marvel, but um, is it Lobo? Yes, DC. Um, I yeah. love a Lobo movie. It's all I want. I think it's perfect. And it's, it would be the perfect type of character to move uh, DC forward. Um, yeah. I think people would absolutely love it. And it's, it's, it's from left field. Um, and it'd be, it'd be a perfect mixture. Be a perfect R-rated mixture, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guardians, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool kind of thing. You know, it would be that, like, uh, you know, you'd have the violent humour of Deadpool with the more sort of accessible sci-fi opera of Guardians. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So anyway, so, to my so. main idea, um, which is I throw a lot of just random ideas out cool. of there. You know, just 
often you'll just write a name or something. So instantly, <clears throat> sorry, instantly, obviously stuff like, I mean, I did think of zombie dinosaurs, but what is a zombie dinosaur? Yeah. yeah. Well, Godzilla's a zombie dinosaur, I suppose. Yeah, in a way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but then instantly in my head popped up the idea, T-Rex, President of the United States of America. Okay. Why has there never been a movie about um, a, a, a T-Rex or a dinosaur? It, feel, it, feels, it feels like there, there must have been, surely. Must have been. Well, I haven't Googled it. But I'm going to go with my idea. If you want to do some research, go for it. But, yeah, no, but um, I, I want to hear your idea for Dinosaur President. Well, obviously, the first the first idea you've you, you got to think is, well, yeah, is the dinosaur just going to be acting like a dinosaur and put in, in the presidency role? Because, you know, obviously with Trump and everything now, that's not that far from, you know, reality. Uh, <laughs> just having a growling, mindless monster. In office, sure. Um, <laughs> so, so it'd probably have to be like an intelligent um, dinosaur. Uh, how would the intel? How, how would you know the dinosaur have sentience? How would it have this intelligence? Um, so, I was led to um, my brother told me about um, these comics that came out in the nineties. One of them was um, Primortals. Leonard Nimoy's Primortals. Oh. Leonard Nimoy's Spock. He's a dark horse, Leonard Nimoy. He directed men, Free Men and the Baby. Um, and he was Spock. You know, he, he's a dark horse. He's done a lot. Um, <laughs> but he. But I think this is one of those comics where they just sort of had, they, they had a name and they had like an idea and that celebrity or whoever had an idea and then they wrote the comic. But um, this was about aliens, like getting things from history and then, uh, yeah, sort of bringing them up and turning them into like, heroes and warriors and shit um so we could have an uh, you know the, the sort of the plot is that aliens take this dinosaur and then their plan is to go into the future or modern day um and then in, and then you know give this uh dinosaur intelligence and then it runs for becomes a congressman it runs for office um and you know there we um, we end up with a, a dinosaur potus Okay. No, I, I like it. I, I think it makes sense as well. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, the aliens would have to have some sort of ulterior motive, some sort of motive that they want a dinosaur to be president uh, of America. Um, we'll get to that. Can I be evil aliens? Or maybe they're good. I don't know. Um, so who have we got as the voice of uh, T-Rex president? Um, I, I, I mean, I want John Goodman. Is that is that going to happen? Yeah, no, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes across quite King Ralph. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like... He played royalty, now he's played know. a dinosaur. Why not? Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Um, so, unless it... I mean, aliens or like a magic meteor that comes down. It, it, this dinosaur is intelligent. Um, so, I don't know if the dinosaur... Yeah, I mean, like, the dinosaur should... Do some good, maybe. I don't yeah. want to be a bad president. Um, but I'm thinking, like, I mean, a bit like, do you remember for this podcast, we um, watched the movie Dave, starring yeah. Kevin Kline, where he became president. He was just a normal guy. Think that film, but with a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a normal dinosaur. <laughs> Kevin Kline as a lovable dinosaur. 
lovable, good-looking dinosaur. Now, I've done a little bit of research, and okay. to my knowledge, uh, there's not really been any media where uh, a dinosaur becomes a president, although that that, that should have happened. Um, Thank you. Uh, but but one thing that I did find that is somewhat connected to all this, yeah? Now, a dinosaur has not become president. However, a dinosaur has been named after a president. Really? I I give to you Obamadon. What? Yep, it's all true. Obamadon. It, it kind of looks like a big, big, like, iguana. Um, a prehistoric lizard species has been named Obamadon gracilis. Obama Don Gracilis after President Obama. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I don't uh, know if this is good news or if someone's just trying to say that Obama's a lizard person. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that's my idea. But then um, I also did have one about, like, <laughs> about how I thought Jurassic Park was unfair because Jurassic Park is just a theme park with dinosaurs in it. I'd sure. like to see dinosaurs at a theme park. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I don't know if you make, you could make a, a narrative film about it, but I'd like to see more found footage. Not found footage, even more just a family of dinosaurs video of them having a day out. I mean, uh, at Alton Towers, you are going to run into some logistical issues because, yeah. uh, like T Rexes, for instance, little arms, big heads. How are you getting that bar over? Hmm. Unless it's, oh, actually, no, like a, like a descending bar. Like yeah. a descending bar. Just sort of... Belts, I think belts are best. Belts are best. That could be the catchphrase of the whole park. Belts are best. You probably want a more dinosaur-related catchphrase for the park. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll take all, all, all ideas on board. Yeah. I'd say belts are best is probably more for a belt museum. Or a smack house. Um, so, so uh, do you have a pitch? Yes, I do. Are you ready for me? Yes. Right. Uh, my pitch is, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not miles away from, from some of your ideas in that this is a big uh, budget idea, this idea. Okay. Right. Dinosaurs versus aliens. Right. Yeah. In the vein of, of cowboys versus aliens. I mean, but it's yeah. fucking dinosaurs versus aliens. Dinosaurs. It's a very, very clear uh, title of what I'm going for here. Okay. Dinosaurs. What about versus... cowboys versus dinosaurs? Well, Although that technically sort of has been done in Valley of, a film called The Valley of Ganji, which is Harry Housen. Sorry, carry on. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, well... The, the idea of this is it's sort of like a, a retelling of Earth's history. So uh, it's sort what? of so it's set back in time. Okay. Um, and it's basically uh, takes a few, um, well, conspiracy theories and maybe poises whether they were true or not. So this is like an alternate reality prehistoric movie. Okay. Um, and it's a bit like it. So it's got an air of, 
You know the movie Prometheus, Ridley Scott's Prometheus, which is largely shit, but at the beginning of the film and in bits throughout, it has some kind of uh, large ambitious ideas about showing uh, the natures of like the origins of life, stuff like that. There's there's uh, images of the big engineer, um, alien creatures on the waterfall turning into black goo. And it's all about like the origin of species and all of these big ideas. And it's got lots of amazing wide shots of, uh, of, 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 of landscapes of the, these big alien um, landscapes. That's what I'm looking for uh, visually in this idea. Okay. Um, and it's basically um, the setup is, you know, like we know the, we know that before the dawn of mankind, like dinosaurs walk, walked the earth. We do know that as a thing. Yeah. Yes. That is a thing that you would agree with. Yes. Well, well, what we don't know is that aliens did too. Right. Okay. So, so like they inhabited the space with them. The yeah. Time. Uh, the a aliens. Uh, lived on planet Earth millennia ago. They actually cohabited on this Earth with dinosaurs. Okay, yeah. You following? Are you following? Yeah, yeah. I'm following. So, yeah, so we uh, were there. So, so like the dinosaurs, they're sort of like um, uh, a pet slash slave race. They are not treated well by the aliens. They are like a, treated as a subspecies. It's very sad. Um, in fact... I they get them to build the pyramids. Oh, did, well, the aliens get the dinosaurs. Or the di yeah, the aliens get the dinosaurs to build the pyramids. Okay, okay, yeah, cool. Because, you so know, this, like, yeah. I mean, the pyramids people think were built by the aliens, which is half right. They were. But they got the dinosaurs to do the slave labor. So they brought the dinosaurs with them through time? Uh, well, the dinosaurs were already here. They came to Earth. Right. Didn't they? Because dinosaurs, okay. uh, as we know it now today, live naturally upon the earth. But I get your point. Um, they didn't bring them with them. No, they, they, they encountered them here and then enslaved them as a sort of like right. a subspecies. So it's sort of alternate history. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But big CGI, think, you know, like Avatar, you know, yeah. with all the blue people, that with yeah. like aliens See and dinosaurs. Yeah, I feel like you're going much bigger scope than my John Goodman is President Rex. A little bit. <laughs> we'll <laughs> okay, need a couple more million. You'd see mine in a VHS store, and you go, "Oh, let's let's let's." It's Saturday night. Let's rent uh, President Rex for a good laugh. John Goodman's in it. Mine oh, is no. mine is yeah. serious IMAX business. IMAX, yeah, IMAX. Uh, okay, no, great. But who would you have as like a protagonist, a hero? What would you? How would you? I actually, I want, um, I would like there to be actual, like, like no actors in this, really. I think that obviously dinosaurs communicate with a series of dinosaur grunts and the aliens would, uh, would communicate with like a series of squeaks that we wouldn't necessarily understand. Um, now I'm open to the idea of subtitling it. But I'm not sure if it's necessary. I'm, I'm wondering whether we can do this massive, ridiculous, big scope movie 
without any spoken dialogue. I feel like it could be doable. You can, and you know who you need to get? Mel Gibson. Exactly, because of Apocalypto, right? Yes. You're ahead of me already, Mike. <laughs> it's a symbiotic relationship, this. I'll just call Mel on my dinosaur phone. <laughs> Hello? Are you there? Yeah. No, Mel. Okay. All right, Mel. Um, He's been drinking. So, like, because um, one of the things that you could show is, um, so in this um, pre-humanoid alien civilization, uh, wild dinosaurs live out in, like, the jungles and stuff. Yeah. And oh, great. aliens would take raiding parties of aliens mounted on dinosaurs to go and capture the wild dinosaurs. Can I just point out you said raiding and not raving parties? <laughs> well, they could have a dance afterwards. That's optional. Not mandatory. Uh, right. Okay. So, and then I think that's where you'll really see the, like, the moral dilemma, because you'll see dinosaurs who have been, um, you know, um, brought up in the alien civilization as you know, uh, subordinates, and they're now being trained to go and capture uh, their own species. You know, it's almost like a message on internalised homophobia or internalised racism or internalised misogyny. Wow. Yeah. 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 Again, much deeper than President Rex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and fart uh, gags in that. So eventually, in my idea... The dinosaurs realise uh, the oppressive regime within which they live and they seek to overthrow their alien overlords, right? Big civil war kicks off and in the end, the aliens, like what remains of them, um, they actually escape on a spaceship and uh, nuke the Earth from orbit with a very conveniently comet-shaped missile. Right. That, ooh, yeah. You know, thus uh, sort of like, yeah. you know, it sort of like leaves the idea of well, maybe this did happen because, you know, yeah. all, all the evidence that is left in the real world is just, you know, comets took out the dinosaurs. But right. what we don't know the full story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this might be true. We don't know. You dinosaur have, lives I've, matter. Yeah. You might have hit, yeah. They've been erased from history. And it's basically, it's a story about uh, the erasure of um, oppressive people's stories from history. With the soundtrack done by erasure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Sign me off. Little <laughs> <laughs> Um Right, yeah. Okay. No, no. Soundtrack will probably go for like sweeping classical music, but yeah, Andy yeah. Bell could be involved somewhere if you want. And, and my only other thoughts on this uh, pitch are like we need either James Cameron or Ridley Scott. We need them. We need their ego. We need we need the batshit ego of a fifty-plus white man director from the nineties. Well, this is why I suggested Mel. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, he he definitely needs to be on board as like an executive producer. Definitely needs to be involved. Yes. No, I would feel I I, I would suggest Mel directs and James James Cameron produces, but that's just yeah. 
Well, maybe you know, maybe Mel produces the dinosaur stuff and Cameron does the alien stuff. Yeah. Okay. But no actors. <laughs> just real dinosaurs. No, just like, actors. just noises. Yeah, just... I mean, we could get Foley actors, like make them the stars of the film. The Foley actors. Yeah. The Foley artists, sorry. They're the people that make noises in films. Right. Um, yeah, not Axel Foley. Eddie Murphy's character yeah. in the movie Beverly Hills Cop. Um, but yeah, and it, yeah, I mean, your film sounds great, sounds epic. It sounds actually a little bit like uh, the Disney dinosaurs one that we mentioned earlier, that Kerry mentioned earlier. It, my my pitch is actually just uh, a plea from the bottom of my heart for James Cameron to literally do anything but continue making Avatar movies. Anything. Please, James. I've got this really good project for you. It's got water in it, James. It's about water. Come on. No. But he won't. He won't fucking... He's just in his shed still working on Avatar 7 now. And he's got them all stacked up, ready to go. But nobody wants them. (sighs) Cool. Well, I think that uh, concludes today's movie chat. Thank you.